Welcome to Beacon 76. I'm William. And I'm Jason. Thanks for joining us again today, guys. Uh, we really appreciate that. And uh, hey, we're just going to continue on with uh, our MCU timeline. Uh, I know this has kind of been stretching out, but we want to make sure that we're able to touch on each movie. Yeah, we uh, feel passionate about certain movies in this chronological order. So we really want to make sure that we get each other's viewpoints on each specific movie. Some of them we don't really want to tap on too much. Right, right. We don't want to go too far in depth because we just didn't get too much out of that specific one. Right, exactly. But those that we did get a lot out of and appreciate, we want to make sure that we're touching on them mm-hmm, to furnish, you know, exactly. So uh, with that being said, we thank you to our listeners. Um, you can always reach out to us, and we appreciate those that have reached out to us, and we hope that you will continue to reach out to us. We thank you to our loyal listeners that have been listening since day one. And uh, again, we'd still like to hear from you. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can always reach out to us. Yeah, um, we want your opinions, your feedback. Yeah. And, uh, not just of the topics we're talking about, but just the podcast in general. Yeah, show ideas or, or whatever, just in, or just to get to know you mm-hmm. in general. We so. want to know you're out there and that you're listening. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, we're just going to continue on. So the next movie in our timeline is um civil yeah. war yeah captain america civil war yeah captain america civil war and dude like for me this is probably one of the top uh mcu movies that they put out yeah and it's kind of interesting that it's called captain america civil war instead of avengers civil war yeah i i don't know why they titled it that i mean but i mean it is a captain america movie mm-hmm. you know but it seemed more like an avenger movie to be honest so, with you so in the last like two weeks, I've had the pleasure of watching this movie over twice. Really? Yeah, I watched it once by myself, uh-huh. and then I sat down again because the Falcon and Winter Soldier came out, mm-hmm. and my wife ended up kind of needing a refresher right, as to right. what's going on in the show that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we asked our daughter to join us as well, so I sat down with the, them too and. And rewatched it again. Yeah, it's crazy. This is one of those movies that I mean, honestly, I could, I could sit down and watch it multiple times, mm-hmm. and it's still it never gets no old, man. No, it, it's I I I don't understand I, I, that. I think this is one of my top five as well. Yeah, you know, I definitely. Said, I said that Captain America: Winter Soldier is number one for me personally. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But this. This is up there. This is oh, definitely up there. Because you started. This is right after Age of Ultron, and um, you, you're seeing. It's. I mean, the movie starts out where, uh, um, you know, you have Captain America fighting against Crossbones yeah. and his little guys, and then you see a little guy. bit more of like Wanda's powers, powers and stuff. Yeah, and uh, Black Widow's on the scene, and mm-hmm. Falcon, and they're all kind of um, in this building you know on a mission right and it ends up causing havoc when wanda ends up you know saving captain america from crossbones self-destructing as she raises him up into the sky and he explodes next to this building right well she was she kind of absorbs it she like creates a shield yeah around it and then she throws him up in the sky and then he explodes and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that explosion causes more damage than they really know it in the beginning. You know? And, um, you know, you fast forward to this meeting where you see um, General Ross talking to the Avengers about, and he presents them with the Sokovia Accord. Sokovia Accord. You know what's crazy about that? Um, if you're watching this movie, if you're watching the movie in that specific episode, incidents, right? Incident? Incident? In- Incidents. Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's flashing up on the screen all the numbers, right? Well, if you look at the numbers, the numbers of fatalities, it says like numbers of fatalities, right? And the numbers of civilians' fatalities, okay? It'll say uh, enemy combatant fatalities, and then it'll say civilian casualties, Mm-hmm. Right? And they're making this big deal. Now, I get it, right? One civilian loss is a lot, is huge, okay? But we're in the middle of a war, so there's going to be civilian casualties. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But in the grand scheme of things, it would it would be like there was like 100,000 enemy combatants lost and only like 200 civilians lost. To me, those are good odds. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's... Like, I'm only going to... The ratio. That ratio is pretty substantial, you know? Like, these Avengers are out there doing their job. They're saving civilian lives, right? And they're keeping enemies at bay. Yeah, they're doing their job to protect Earth. Exactly, but it's crazy how still the, 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 the government still wants to keep them at check. Yeah, they want oversight. Yeah, they want... Because they don't, they feel like um, the Avengers are vigilantes the same way that Batman is. Yeah, you know. But yeah. even Batman talked to the commissioner of police. He did. He did. You know. Um, so you, you know the Avengers are are faced with the Sokovia Accords, mm-hmm. and they're kind of, you know, the line in the sand is 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 laid down, and they're forced. You know, you have different viewpoints. You have Tony Stark on one side and Captain America on the other. Yeah. Now, Captain America came from a time where, you know, uh, Nazis were trying to take over. Mm -hmm. And they had, like, Jewish encampments. Right, exactly. And so he doesn't want that type of government oversight again. Yeah, he doesn't want to feel like he's, you know, being held hostage Mm -hmm. to his own... You know morals and you know his own personal beliefs. He's seen uh, the government's agenda, and if he si- signs it, the Kobean Accords, then he has to go go with whatever they say, and it doesn't matter if he agrees or not. Exactly. And so he'd rather not sign and stay within his own beliefs. Yeah, right. Exactly, because he didn't want to become a puppet mm-hmm. of what the government would want him to do. Regardless, like what you said, if you believed or not. Yeah, and Scarlet, <clears throat> I mean, uh, the Black Widow ends up asking, so what if we don't sign? And Ross says, then you retire. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, you either, you're either in or you're out, basically. Yeah, so you're going to sit there and you're going to tell an Avenger that this whole time that they've been doing things on their own, that if they don't sign and they don't agree to your way of doing it, that that, that they can't do it anymore. Right. Like, That's crazy. Like, how can how are, who are you to sit there and tell them they can and can't do? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> when, when, 
it's so crazy. Like, when are people just going to, when would they just kind of start to just be grateful? Mm -hmm. uh, but it just didn't pan out that way. And then you start to see where, you know, some of the Avengers start to kind of make their own. They, they uh, in their uh, own way, kind of choose a side. Choose a, choose a side. Um, for, during that meeting, um, Steve gets a text from saying that uh, Agent Carter has passed. And right. attends her funeral. And then that's when he finds out that Agent 13 was actually Sharon Carter. Right. And um, one thing that I kind of found really odd about that funeral is mm -hmm. you have Steve Rogers, part of the Avengers, all the way up to this point, and the only people that show up are Sam Wilson and Black Widow to the funeral to support him. To support him. Didn't you find that weird at all? I, I, I totally weird. Nobody else could go? Like, nobody else could, could show I, I, up they, to, it to was, support him? Exactly. It was either nobody else could go or nobody else wanted to go. And it just made you feel like, dude, like, for real? Mm -hmm. It's like at that moment, it, it kind of seemed like they chose a side. Exactly. In some ways. Exactly. We, ult we ultimately see later on that there's actually more people who support <clears throat> Steve Rogers than who was actually at the funeral. But at that moment... We're talking. You were. You're, you're mm -hmm. mentioning that moment. Mm -hmm. At that moment, you're one. You're seeing that. There's only really two people, that fully support. Or or wanted to support Cap at that moment. Yeah, on an emotional level. On an emotional it's not, level. It's not about politics. No, man. We're just keeping it real. This is yeah. somebody. This is this is fam right here, mm -hmm. man. Somebody died that I loved and cared about, mm -hmm. and none of the people that I roll with can be there. You know, yeah, it was, mm -mm. It was uh, pretty surprising. That's one of those moments when you really find out who your two friends are. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to understand the logic behind the writing of, of if that was intentional or not. Yeah, I get that because that is deep, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, I don't know. So don't know. Um, it's crazy. At the uh, Sokovia Accord signing is when we finally get a glimpse of uh, T'Challa. Yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, it's. All this stuff is supposed to go down, and everyone, all of these nations are supposed to sign. I think there's like 130 countries that agree yeah. to the to the signing the of the, the Sokovia Accord. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, there's an explosion, and it causes uh, Black Panther's father to get killed, and <clears throat> Bucky Barnes is um, enemy number one. Yeah, he's the one that's been accused. Accused of, of being doing the bombing. Yeah. There's an image of him that was caught. And um, Intel goes out. And uh, Sam and and Steve decide to go and track down Bucky. In right. Order to find out the, the real story behind yeah. If yeah. His, his potential involvement. Exactly. They want to try to figure out if this is true. Is he the one that actually did the bombing? Or is... Or is this some framing or you know ploy to get people to think it's him? Mm -hmm. And uh, Bucky hasn't completely gotten out of like the brainwashed state yet. He kind of knows who Steve is. Yeah. When they first kind of interact together in that moment. Mm -hmm. Because you know, if we go back to Winter Soldier, we know that Bucky saved Steve after the crashing of of the uh, the helo carriers. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, so they have some small talk, but they know that there's other soldiers on the way, and they're been ordered to shoot on sight. 
Right, exactly. And so that from that point when those soldiers showed up, that kicks off a really long action sequence that I don't think anybody could have predicted. From, mm. It was nonstop from point A to point B. Everything from, you know, Bucky jumping down a stairwell and grabbing onto like one of the railings and peeling it away. Yeah. And he doesn't care about the soldiers and Captain America is like, trying to save the soldiers. Save the soldiers. He's yeah. like, come on, man. Right. You know? Yeah. And then you see uh, Bucky throw his backpack across a building and then he jumps out of the building. Yeah. And then, um, then here comes Sam to kind of knock the Winter Soldier down. Or I think, no, it's actually the Black Panther. The Black Panther comes in yeah, and knocks Black him down. Panther, and then they have a little fight scene. And yeah. then here comes Steve. Steve and he and jumps. Bumped. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's just, uh, then there's a helicopter that kind of comes. And then it's kind of interfering with them being able to apprehend Bucky. So Sam ends up knocking the helicopter out of the way. And then the... It, there's this running scene where you see the speed of Bucky Barnes, Black Panther, and, and Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers. They're yeah. all running, They're, chasing down each other. Yeah. And you have you have people on cars, and then this one awesome moment when Bucky's tired of running, and he one-handed grabs mm, that motorcycle, motorcycle. <laughs> and just whips it off the person yeah. who's driving it. Exactly. And, and, and swings it around and immediately jumps off of it and takes off. It's like, yeah. And uh, Sam flying through that 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 tunnel area. Black Panther jumping on his back to try and get hitch, hitch a ride. Right. Um, and uh, it all ends with uh, them kind of being surrounded. Being surrounded. And then War Machine jumps in. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. And lets them know that. The, that they're all yeah. under arrest. Yeah, they need to stand, <clears throat> they need to stand down. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's yeah. when everyone, you know, Black Panther reveals himself to be T'Challa. And um, that's that's all T'Challa's about. He just, he wants to find vengeance for the man who he thinks killed his father. Yeah. So they're all taken to this facility and Bucky's put into this box and he's all barricaded down held down mm-hmm. and um, we're seeing glimpses of this other figure that's kind of pulling the strings in the background along the way and um, he's being interviewed by this therapist mm-hmm. and during that time uh, you see that a delivery is being made with a EMP that goes off mm-hmm. and it shuts down the power in the building that the Avengers are in and while this is happening, Steve Rogers and, and Sharon Carter are kind of like brainstorming about how easy it was for them to obtain Bucky Barnes and find his location so easily. Like that information went out real quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they figure out that it's intentional for them to bring him to that facility for the EMP to go off, for the power to go down. Yeah, there's somebody else behind all that's going on right now that's trying to, you know, get and with the agenda of yeah. getting Bucky into and, a and so that's where we get our first glimpse of um of Helmut Zemo. Yeah. And he uh opens up that book that he obtained earlier in the movie that was behind a wall <clears throat> from a Hydra agent. Mm-hmm. And he starts reading those words. Right, right. Um and as he's reading them it's unlocking 
something from within the brainwashed mind of Bucky Barnes to... Yeah, it's like the key that starts the ignition for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, you, he reads all the words and he unlocks the Winter Soldier within Bucky Barnes. Yeah. And all Zemo wants is what happened on December 16th, 1991, Mission Report. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. That's it. Because he has an agenda. Mm-hmm. Right. And so... <clears throat> We don't know what that thing is because we've already seen uh, some of the Avengers chase down Bucky when he was running when he was Bucky. Now we're seeing the Avengers fighting the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And he's not in his right mind. So he's he's trying to get away from them and he... He'll do whatever it takes to get away from them. Right. Yeah. So um, there's, there's one scene that uh one fan theory and there's that scene where bucky is uh choking um the black widow Mm -hmm. and if you rewind back to age of ultron when uh when the black widow is hexed by the scarlet witch and she has a flashback of her memories Mm -hmm. of her training she's being choked by somebody that looks vaguely similar to Bucky. Right. He has long hair and he's choking her from behind where this time he's choking her from the front mm-hmm. and she makes the statement, oh, you can at least recognize me. Now, yes, they do know each other, but it gives the, the potential that maybe they knew each other before. Well, she makes the claim. She already made the statement that she um, was chasing him uh prior in a, in, in a prior time in her in her life okay. right and she had got shot by the winter soldier but she while she was protecting one of her her combatants mm-hmm. right so i'm sure there probably was at some point in there maybe an alter altercation between the two of them that could have happened you know so i mean she's already alluded to knowing who he is mm-hmm. or knowing about him or being in the you know, in the vicinity of him. So it's not far, you know, far-fetched for them to have come into contact with each other right. at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and maybe, uh, you know, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll learn some more about that come uh, Black Widow, but. We'll yeah, see. so, you know, fast forward, fight scene, helicopter, Buck in the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Steve trying to hold a helicopter in the railing of the helipad. Yeah. That was pretty iconic. Yeah. Uh, Bucky sees that he's not going anywhere, so he might as well try and crash the helicopter into Steve. The helicopter and Steve and Bucky all go into the water, and this time it's Steve that's pulling Bucky Bucky out out of the water. So they end up finding, you know, a place to hide out, and Bucky's arm is kind of like put in a vice. Yeah. (laughs) That was a clever way to keep him Mm -hmm. locked down. And uh, he's kind of coming out of the cloud state of brainwashing state and asks what he's done <clears throat> and he kind of understands that there's this switch that got flipped yeah um and that's when uh we also see uh that what's what's vision and wanda up to they're at the uh start compound right right 
Well, prior to that, Bucky mentions that there are other possible Winter Soldiers mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, we jump to um, Wanda and Vision being at the Star Compound, and Wanda feeling as though she's being held kind of captive by Vision. Mm-hmm. And then we see that uh, Hawkeye j- jumps in and tries to free her, right, from you know vision because he he's on he's on a mission there from from with for for Steve to obtain her uh and then we see that uh vision is trying to keep her hostage and then Wanda kind of realizes that um you know she needs she needs uh to pursue her own path at this moment in time mm-hmm. so she kind of unleashes a little bit of wrath on vision and knocks him like six stories down in a freaking building, mm-hmm. you know, with their powers. Yeah, which, that was, I which, mean, we're starting to see the full strength of, yeah, of some of these oh, characters. Excuse me, I just hit my mic. And, uh, yeah, which we just, we start to see, like you're saying, and, like And that full, she truly has, like, that reign over vision. In yeah, exactly. connection to, to the Mind Stone. Yeah. In order to force him <laughs> through, like, six stories of building, like you said. Right. And, and then, and then we jump forward, and we see that we start to get into that, this, uh, this, uh, this altercation at the airport. Yeah, you know? uh, Ant Man has finally joined the crew. Uh, Spider Man has there, joined. There's a, a clip. There's a small scene where Tony Stark goes to New York and recruits uh, Peter Parker. Right. And it confronts him about being Spider Man, and then this is. This is what it's all led up to. It's two sides of a coin. This civil war. This civil war between um, Team Captain America and Team Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it's funny because we're having this battle between all of them. (laughs) And none of them are really actually trying to hurt one another. Mm -mm. You know, you got... got, um, Black Widow and Hawkeye fighting and then... Wanda calling out Black Widow because she's pulling her punches, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got Steve fighting. He called out uh, Hawkeye. Oh, she called out Hawkeye yeah. for throwing his punches, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then you got Wanda and uh, Vision telling each other they are sorry. <laughs> are, we, are we still good while there's mm-hmm. fights going on? Yeah, you got Peter you know, Parker taking on uh, Captain America and. Cap trying to pull, not really hurt the kid because he didn't want to, you know. Yeah, and Ammon barely just got recently introduced to Captain America, but he's still. It your this whole scene is probably like the 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 climax of the whole movie because you're you're seeing their abilities a little bit more exactly, and you're seeing how they're gonna if 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 this is if this were like a fighting video game like Mortal Kombat, yeah, and you had. You know, Iron Man and Ant Man mm-hmm. facing against each other. You see their powers and how they use them against each other. Exactly. I mean, in your you're getting like you're saying you're getting this this um, full view of their abilities and what their capabilities are as far as if there was a battle, this is what we would be kind of a little prelude to what we might see from all of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, one of my favorite parts of this whole fight sequence that's that takes place is uh, one uh, Sam Wilson and and 
Bucky are running through the airport and Bucky tries to punch Spider-Man. He's like, oh, wow, you got a metal arm? arm? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, love, then, I love their banter back and forth. Yeah, and then he, uh, Spider-Man ends up kind of, uh, you know, webbing them to the ground and uh, Sam ends up calling Red Wing to take Spider-Man out. And Bucky says, you couldn't have done that earlier. And he goes, I, I hate, hate you. you. <laughs> so that kind of like you see, you see how well they really, they both think that they're Steve Rogers' best friend. Yeah, sidekick. <laughs> you know, and you mm-hmm. see that how that, that, that interaction with them is going to carry over to the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Exactly. One exactly. of the other scenes that I like is when Ant-Man ends up getting inside Iron Man's suit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey. Uh, he was like, what is that? Who's that? And he goes, oh, this is your conscience. <laughs> You're going to have to take this into the shop. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was just... Uh, yeah, I love the Star Wars, um, mm-hmm. you know, line reference. reference in there when you're bringing down the Ant-Man. When he had decided to go big and it was our first time seeing yeah. really Ant-Man is in, in that size. In that, yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, and then so as we had this fight scene, and then we st- we see uh, the, get to this point where um, Bucky and Captain America are trying to get to the Quinjet mm-hmm. and um, go through all the motions of trying to get there, and then finally they get to this point where they're at the Quinjet, and uh, Black Widow is there, mm-hmm. and she ends up showing her true colors and what side that she really stands for by helping Steve right get away mm-hmm. um, by stopping uh, Black Panther yeah and there's a there's something interesting about that so they get away uh, and they're they're flying they're flying off mm-hmm. and Iron Man and War Machine are after them yeah they're in hot pursuit yeah. and so uh, the Falcon is trying to prevent Iron Man and uh, War Machine from taking down the Quinjet and they uh, Iron Man or, or War Machine asked Vision to get involved or to take out Sam. Yeah. Sam dodges that blast from Vision and it hits and yeah. it hits War Machine. War Machine ends up going dead stick, falls down to the ground because Iron Man can't get there in time. Exactly. And that allows uh, Steve and Bucky to get away. Yeah. That is a, that's a, one of the, the you know tragedies of this that's the only real tragedy in this whole civil war incident that kind of happened you know and then so we move forward and they get to they actually end up uh uh they, where they go to and like they, they go to uh, uh part of russia russia some military little uh, compound siberia. in siberia. siberia right they get there um they realize they finally come to the realization what they're actually there for, right? And it's because it's we find out who the puppet master is doing all this and why he brought them there. Yeah, and so uh, you know, Bucky recognizes this compound, and he's under the impression, I think, like most of us that are watching it for the first time, that Zemo is trying to wake up the other super soldiers, mm-hmm. but that's not the case. No, because they were already dead. Yeah, he uh, admits to killing them. Yeah. You know, and on the way, um, while Iron Man 
gets his own <clears throat> way of, of getting there. Yeah. He uh, discovers that Zemo was actually the person in disguised as Bucky who detonated the building in order to make him yeah. the target. So he has to realize he has to eat a little crow because mm-hmm. he was wrong. And he ends up going to Siberia to kind of help mm-hmm. Steve and Bucky uh, with their with their pursuit of Zemo. Right. Uh, but then we find out that... <laughs> We, uh, hey, Zemo! Yeah. Zemo's plan, whole plan, was to get all three of them there mm-hmm. in that moment, and that's when we find out the truth behind what happened on December sixteenth, nineteen ninety one. Exactly, and that truth is that Bucky is the one that killed Starks's parents. And I gotta tell you that even uh, I was watching this again with my wife, and she had forgotten that mm-hmm. moment you know yeah until it started happening and then she remembered and no matter how many times i see it it's it's tough it, it's it, a chilling it, moment it, yeah. it kind of put re-puts the civil war into perspective okay so when it came to the sokovia accords you guys were on different sides but now you add this whole other element and it puts it puts your judgment into character of which side you would choose in that moment yeah, exactly. Well, because then you find out that Steve kind of kind of knew about it. Mm-hmm. He didn't know it was Bucky, right? But he knew it was a he knew it was the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know that the Winter Soldier was Bucky until just recently. Yeah, and you know so what I mean. So you have this whole huge fight scene between. It's kind of like what would you do in that moment, man? Would you have told? Like I, don't, you know, like would you tell somebody like if you knew, especially if that. Telling by telling them was going to hurt them more than it was going to help them. I think that Captain you know? America is always truth first. Yeah. And our, uh, Tony Stark, he's shown that he's always kind of hold his cards close to the vest. Exactly. So uh, that's just who Captain America that's, is. That's how he is. Exactly. Um, and, you know, you have the three of them fight it out. And I had mentioned in one of our other podcasts that... Um, that uh, when uh, Claw in Agent Ultron, he lost his arm mm-hmm. when when Ultron cut his arm off. Yeah, that was part of this phase where everyone's left hand or arm is getting getting cut off. Cut off, right? And it happens again in Civil War with Captain America shooting a beam out of his chest and blowing Bucky's arm off. Right again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's this whole left arm thing mm-hmm. that ties it's, it's in with that. It's an homage to to, uh, to Star Wars. Star Wars, exactly. Uh, so you know, and it ends. Up, it turns out that Captain America comes out on top. And uh, well, because we have this whole major battle scene, dude, mm-hmm. between the two of them. Actually, the three of them. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest with you, it's probably one of the best fight choreographed scenes. The whole movie's a, a best fight choreographed. <laughs> I know, scene. but that that choreographed scene between the three of them going at it, especially when they're throwing that di- the the shield around and it's bouncing off the floor, and one's catching it, throwing it, swinging it back, catching it, flipping it back. Uh, yeah, deflecting the beam you know, with the shield. And that just goes to show you the technology that Stark has to be able to take on two different people, right? Mm-hmm. And then his tech is it allows him the ability to be able to, you know. Jarvis tells him, dude, you can't fight this guy on your own, right? 
So he used his tech to study his abilities, right? His patterns. His patterns and was able to defeat him in that way. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's just that was uh, just rad, up bro. Up to a point until, like, Bucky's down, grabs his leg. Like, Iron Man's about to deliver the final blow. And, you know, uh, Captain America flips the script. Yeah. Puts him down and is using his shield to take out his yeah. energy core. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean... Dude, on the all, all in all, on the grand scheme of things, this movie was just by far a a, a brilliantly made movie. I enjoyed it so much. Um, again, I'm 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 with you. I feel I'm I'm still really partial to the Winter Soldier uh, movie, you know. But this is a close like right there. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel like it was one of those where it kind of fell off the map or anything like that. And the the, for me, the Captain America movies got nothing but better as they went on. Yeah, I 100% agree with that statement. I'm going to add one more thing before we move on to the next movie. And you got to hand it to Zemo. Mm. This guy has no power. Like oh, none. Other, other villains. He's and brilliant. He basically took down the Avengers from within with a book and a videotape. <laughs> That's just retarded, dude. I mean, the guy... The guy is smart you know and apparently he's going to be in the falcon and winter soldier show that's coming up it's that's going on right now mm-hmm. we just haven't seen him yet so anyway great movie uh if you haven't seen it which most people probably already have we've just told now. you everything that happens yeah yeah so. spoiler alert but um that's on you definitely go watch it <laughs> uh so the next movie in the in the in the timeline is um Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a huge Black Panther fan. Really? Mm, no. I, I, so there's other people that um, I knew were. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into Black Panther, I didn't know anything about um, the character until mm-hmm. what I from except for what I saw in Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, the only thing I knew about Black Panther was a little bit from the comic books. Uh, I knew that in actual comic books, him and Storm had a relationship together. You know, I think they were actually married at one point. Hmm, I did not know that. But other than that, I didn't really know too much about Black Panther. You know, or, or, or even. Well, you know, I also knew that the the vibranium came I, from, from Wakanda. I, Wakanda, I knew all that. You know, but I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad movie. It was a great origin story. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's all it was. It was just an origin story. You know? And Well, I, uh, for some reason, I, I can't shake it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But this, me, this movie made me think of The Lion King. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't. I, 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 maybe it's because, I think part of the reason is because in The Lion King, you know, Mufasa got killed. Right. Okay. So the, yeah. the sun kind of took over. Yeah. Came back. I got Took you. over. Yeah. And fought against, you know, another character. Right. Also, the whole throwing off, like when they were fighting and, um, getting thrown off of like the waterfall and stuff like that. Yeah. You know them because, uh, Sim. They thought Simba had died in the stampede with Mufasa. Well, I, and then a relative comes in and wants to try to take over the, 
was the uncle in yeah in i felt Disney. like there was a little bit of overlap i'm i may be shooting no i am I, I, I'm, feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm not saying it's hey, spot I'm, on but i said it just re- it made me think of it yeah I, i'm wiping up what you're spitting out bro okay i got you uh <laughs> but you know you kind of this is another movie where yeah the villain is the villain killmonger is wakanda Mm-hmm. You know, and all he wants is what he wants. He he wants what he feels is rightfully his. Exactly, he does. He wants I mean, a shot. He wants a shot at at the throne. Yeah, man. Why not, man? You he is Wakandan. He, he wants make, a shot. He didn't make the rules. No, you, you made that. Rules. If you wanna, if you wanna go to toe to toe with the king, you call him out. Yeah, and so that's what he did, and he took out the king. With and, ease too, bro. And and the day is done. Well, wipe your hands, man. You know, and so, in, in a way, um, Michael B. Jordan, great actor. Yeah, he's I mean, legit, bro. From from what we saw in his performance in the god awful movie of Fantastic Four, <sighs> to this, yeah, is night and day. Well, thank thank God he made up for it in Creed. Mm, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, you it, should watch it. I know. Uh, it's this movie has just as much action. It, it dives a little bit into more of the Wakandan tech. You it know? does, I, I, dude. I get it. I, I get it. It does dive into all the things that we needed to kind of know about, you know, Wakanda and and Black Panther and all that stuff. You know, I just I don't know. I wanted more from it. I really did. I don't know why. Uh, I felt it was. I just felt it was just very. Uh, I don't. It, it it really <laughs> it was too much origin for me, you know. Like I didn't need this whole backstory of him. I just needed I just needed to understand a little bit about who he was, and then let's move on, man. You know, let's 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 get him going. I think that it wasn't so much about um, T'Challa. I think it was more about Killmonger. Yeah. I, I get I get I, I can I guess I you can I give you that you know again dude Killmonger was a definite I I feel like he stole the show for mm-hmm. sure should have been called the Killmonger movie rather than Black <laughs> Panther yeah and it's it was sad that they quote unquote killed off the killer character you know yeah um, because there were due to the death of Chadwick Boseman. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, people had theories that they could have brought Killmonger back in some way. Yeah. In order for him to be the next Black Panther. In all honesty, dude. In all honesty. Even if they used the same actor and they brought him in just to play a different role, I wouldn't even care. <laughs> I, that's how good he is. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I get it. He did the Killmonger thing, but because of the circumstances that happened, hey, you need him in something else. So use him if you have to, bro. But I wouldn't I would not oppose to that at all because I feel like he's that type of actor that people are just going to appreciate him in whatever role you put him in. You know what I mean? So anyway. Those are our thoughts. Yeah, I, I think this movie was kind of a filler to lead up to some of the movies that we're gonna talk about later on and 
Yeah, it definitely was. It was needed. It was definitely needed, especially with the character, you know, because a lot of the technology and stuff like that uh, comes into play a lot later on in some of the other movies. So the next one is uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, Mm -hmm. uh, another Ant-Man movie. Uh, I... I enjoyed the Ant-Man movies. I did. I didn't think that the second one was as good as the first one nope. for some reason. I didn't either. I'll agree with that. I felt like it was um, it was downplayed a lot. I felt I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I like a lot of their I, I like a lot of the aspects of it. You know, there's some still like the comedic uh, aspect to it. I, I like the fact that we're um, Jumping more into that quantum realm type stuff, so they're dabbling yeah. into that a lot. Yeah, so this which movie is was basically ex- yeah foundation for what was needed in uh, in game in game with and the quantum realm. So they're really showing that whole dimension, which is they're diving into like the scientific side of stuff. And sometimes yeah. if you don't put those things in, I I understand that it's not completely real. But if you don't try to do it in simple simple form to explain to the audience what it is that you're trying to portray of yeah. what's happening here. It, it can get a little... It, get, it can become a bit of a yawner. You know, yeah, it can kind of drag on. It and does. Like hit I get these, you. these areas in the movie where you're like, okay, well, I kind of got an idea of what you're talking about, but can we just go ahead and move forward? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and so we have, you know, uh, quite a, a few action scenes uh, the end of Ant-Man alluded to the Wasp being a part of the team at some point. Yeah. Uh, but I think the, the real thing about this movie is them not only create, recreating an entrance to the quantum realm, mm-hmm. but the ability to go in and retrieve. Yeah, learning that they can come back from the quantum realm. That yeah. was huge for them to be able to learn. Yeah, so for them to go and retrieve Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then once they established that they can go in and retrieve and come back out, it opened a uh, it opened a lot of the eyes to people that hey, this is a possibility for other things to happen. Mm-hmm. And we learn more about that in Yeah, other and I feel like that was pretty much the the gist of this whole movie. Like, yeah, that's what it really needed to get down to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the nuts and bolts of it, for sure. You know, because there was no new tech involved except for Wasp. We learned about Wasp, but I mean, there was no real new, you know, character implements or anything like that. Well, um, I think the only other thing is at the Easter egg at the end of this movie where... I, I can't even remember the Easter egg at the end of this movie. So they're like on the top of a parking garage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember And that. Um, he's about to jump into the quantum realm mm-hmm. device. And as soon as he does, he tries to communicate with them on the outside. But well, that's because that's when the the, the snap, snap happened. happened. Yeah, and everybody disappears in the next five years. So he's stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. So all in all, I feel like it was a good movie. Again, I would jump into probably be one of those. It wasn't the the second. The sequel wasn't as good as the first. You know, mm-hmm. you can always check that segment out. We've had a segment on that before on our prior podcast but i i I think that definitely dives into this movie where ant-man one was better than ant-man two for sure um but so the second the next movie in uh in um our timeline uh we 
we get Spider-Man back, mm-hmm. right? So our first our first uh, view of Spider-Man in the MCU was in Civil War. Civil War, but I mean, as far as when I say back, we get him back as far as a movie. Yeah, yeah. this is a, the the first standalone movie. Uh, in the MCU, that's Spider-Man oriented, all Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man, what, home, homecoming, coming, right? Homecoming. Yeah. So, what did you think of this one? I, to be honest with you, I liked I liked the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. I did. I like um, Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I feel like it gives a real authentic uh, view of Spider-Man as being like a fifteen-year-old kid. You know, uh, the Tobey Maguire one was great. You know, don't get me wrong. Tobey Maguire is a great Spider-Man. You know, I just felt like he was a little older version of a Spider-Man. And I feel like this really gives that that kid feel to it. Like from the comic books. A little authentic. So, I um, I was not enjoying this movie. Yeah? That, Why not? I, I don't know. Uh, I think I it's one of those things, again, where I set the bar high. I... I we're this deep into the MCU. You have to bring it. You have to bring. You have to bring your A game. All right. So this is an origin story. They're kind of. They're kind of giving you the beginning start bases of of Spider Man again. Mm, I didn't really get that vibe. I are we should. I'm sorry. We don't need it. I understand. Uh, I understand we don't need we're it. We're in a new generation of mm-hmm. movies. Okay, and there's new people that are watching Spider Man movies, but mm-hmm. we don't need you to tell us who Spider Man is again. I don't feel like they went in full on no, telling us who no. Spider-Man was. But I, I did appreciate that they finally brought in a new villain who's supposed to be part of the Sinister, Sinister Six. And that yeah. they're trying to allude to that being a potential later on down the line as far as that playing out. Yeah. I did like uh, Michael Keaton being the vulture. Yeah. Okay. I also liked how uh, they incorporated... Him being part of this uh, Cree cleanup crew. So after the the destruction that was caused from the Avengers and that Cree, exactly. the Avengers, the Avengers movie, he is part of the cleanup crew behind all that. He ends up taking scrap metal or you know alien scrap metal and utilizing it in order to and building tech around it. Exactly. Exactly. It's and brilliant it, how they came up with this whole idea of that you know people can are building technology around this Cree material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, he's, I think he's selling weapons and stuff like that. Uh, and he has this, this vulture, uh, suit. The vulture suit is legit. That was pretty rad. Um, I think the total time that Iron Man, uh, uh Robert Downey Jr. was in this movie was like 18 minutes. Yeah, but he didn't need it. It wasn't an Iron Man movie. No, he was in it. It was kind of like a passing of the torch. Yeah. The Iron Man's involvement in this movie was uh, a couple of things. It was a passing of the torch. It was to give Spider-Man a new, new suit, suit, which was that suit was on point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he was only in the movie for like eighteen minutes, and he got like millions of dollars for that short period of time that he was in the movie. Yeah. You know. I, I get it. Uh, yeah. but I feel like uh, I the movie didn't really catch on and get my attention as far as enjoying it until the very end fight scene between Vulture and Spider-Man. Hmm. Interesting. So I haven't watched it again. I haven't had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might end up buying the movie at some point just so that I can go back and revisit it. Right. In order to 
get a sep second attempt. So what happens with me a lot, a lot of the times is I set the bar high and it doesn't meet the mark and then I go back and watch it again and I end up enjoying it the second time. Right, right. Yeah, I get different perspectives watching movies. It's because um, when I, I watch a lot of the movies with my daughters, so I kind of like get their feel of it too and I see their enjoyment in it and I start to kind of feed off of their enjoyment of watching it, you know? So I think I got a totally different perspective of this movie on how I felt about it just from their vibe, you know? And I I I like this movie. I felt it was a good a good portrayal of Spider-Man. Uh I didn't think that it was over the top or it uh I didn't feel like it dragged on too much i felt like it really told a great story you know and it was building a lot of um i i think as if you're watching it you're watching it through his eyes on him kind of understanding his powers learning getting he's you know finding out what his powers how his powers work relationships having friends trying to be uh, spider-man you know trying to live up to Stark's expectations of him. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of all this weighing on his shoulders and then coming to the end and trying to be that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that he knows he can be. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good... Um, and like I said, I, I feel like he did a good job doing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no doubt in my mind... Uh, I, I will not contest that comment at all as yeah. far as him being a, a great Spider-Man. Yeah, because I really didn't. I really didn't care for Arthur. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Garfunkel or whatever the one that did the. I can't even remember his name, dude. Andrew Garfield. A Andrew Garfield. I don't. I, I didn't because he would. He did like two Spider-Mans. Mm -hmm. He didn't even get his third one, mm -hmm. and I didn't really care for either one of those. Uh, so. The reason why I. I feel like I can't comment on this movie is I've only watched it once one time and yeah. I can only go off of my first impression of it. Yeah. And so unless I go until I go back and watch it again, I don't really have much to add except for maybe that one scene where like a, there's like a cruise ship in the water that kind of gets cut in half and Spider-Man has yeah. to kind of web it together. Yeah. It together. Yeah. That was a pretty cool scene. And Iron Man has, has to, to come and save the day. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a, that that whole learning process with him about what he can and can't do on his own, mm -hmm. you know, and how because he's kind of young and naive, he kind of tries to do more than he bites off a little bit more than he can chew. So other than that, man, it's a good movie. Um, you think we got time for one more? Yeah. All right. So let's jump into one more. Uh, and this one we have both been on agreements on on several occasions as far as the the quality and the of the movie it is and we that movie is Thor Ragnarok you know and both of us have come to the conclusion that this is a probably for uh I know well, for me I don't want to speak for you but I know that we've pretty much agreed on this that we would be totally cool if Thor just started from here yes like, we literally could do without the other Thor movies and just say, okay, this is Thor 1. 
Either that or have <laughs> Taika Waititi redirect Direct. Thor. Yeah, and I Thor want the Dark World. exactly. I want I want the Taika Waititi uh, verse, mm. Thor verse for sure. That would be. I I feel like the those other three Thor movies could be so much better. You know, exactly. Uh, I um, I mean, this movie starts off. I think uh, with uh, oh, so this movie came out right after Justice League. Yeah, not the Snyder Cut, obviously, just Justice League. <laughs> and I, I would tell people after I saw Thor Ragnarok. Uh, so Thor is uh, faced with a character, um, and he's kind of like chained up. And he, like, in a spool of chains. Yeah, that part was hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so, all, all that sequence with him fighting this guy and getting his horns and um, mm. everything, everybody on the surface, <clears throat> everything that led up to the title sequence where it said Thor Ragnarok, mm -hmm. that whole section of the movie, in my opinion, was greater than Justice League. <laughs> then what? That whole scene leading up just to the title sequence part of Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Was better than Justice League. <laughs> the 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 new one. The new Justice no. uh oh the the old Justice the, League. The original Justice not League. Not the not the Snyder Cut. No. Or the old Justice League. Mm -hmm. That that opening just segment. That opening scene was uh, enough dude. to be better, yeah. Uh, man, I'm 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 with you, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I like, and when yeah. People, I tell people Ooh. that they're like, what? That, hey, that's hey. just my opinion. Nah, hey, well, it's uh, my opinion too. You know, and, but and the movie only gets better from that point. Oh man, it never stops. Mm -hmm. It just completely it fact, builds it, and it builds and it honestly, builds and it builds. I think this movie is better than the Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh yeah, <laughs> the yeah. whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause. We can go. Yeah. Don't give me start because we like honestly, the Snyder cut of Justice League was just basically a bunch of cuts that Snyder overlapped over the Justice League movie. In my mm -hmm. opinion, I mean, it was a good movie, but it was still Justice League with Snyder cuts all over it. I don't um, know. It's my opinion. I so Thor ends up com completing that mission or whatever. He goes back to Asgard and he's talking to. You know who he thinks is his father, mm -hmm. who turns out to be Loki in disguise. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> I love the fact that they got Matt Damon down there playing, <laughs> and he's going to be in the next one too, oh, playing, the, playing Loki again. <laughs> again, which is funny. Okay, so here's a little Easter egg for you. There's a movie called Dogma. Yeah, I know. Uh, a Kevin Smith movie, uh -huh. and Matt Damon played the character Loki in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember reading something about that. That was that's hilarious. Uh yeah, and dude, and, we could go on and all, and the, all day about this freaking movie, man. The actor that's holding Loki during that moment mm -hmm. is a Helmsworth brother. Is it? Yeah, that's hilarious. So there's another little, uh, little. See, I want. They got another Helmsworth Helms brother in there. That's funny, man. Yeah, he's a semi regular uh, actor in that TV show on HBO called Westworld. Yeah, yeah, he's like the third Helmsworth brother. There's. There's Liam, and then uh, Chris, and then there's this one. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, those those boys are definitely making themselves known in uh, Hollywood, for sure. 
Um, but not to cut this movie short, because I know we've talked about it a lot in a lot of our other segments, you know. So I don't want to keep beating a dead horse on how we feel about this movie, you know. No, but I mean, there's but, a lot to go through. Yeah, I mean, we, we I don't think that Loki and and Thor knew that they had a sister. No, nah, they didn't know they had a sister. They didn't. There was a lot that was hidden from them by from their dad, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, come to find out that their sister is Helen, and that she is more powerful than they can even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so much to the point that she ends up destor- destroying Thor's hammer. Exactly, just with the palm of her hand, you know, which is crazy. Uh, I love the fact that we get to see the Hulk um, kind of in his own uh, Hulk form for a longer period of time. You know, we don't just get to see this like you know glimpse of him for rage hulk we get to actually see you know him kind of stomping around being a bit of a moron <laughs> so yeah. to speak it's when, kind of hilarious when ross is asking the avengers hey do you can you tell me where thor and banner are right now mm-hmm. this is where they've been this is where they've been the whole time exactly uh we get introduced to valkyrie right which is uh, a good, um, you know, a great another great character we get introduced to into the MCU and uh, Grandmaster. Yeah, and we see uh, Scourge. So you know that Grandmaster is the brother of the Collector, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, we had brought that up yeah, in another yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. Uh, also, Scourge is in in this movie. He's kind of takes over uh, yeah. for as like the gatekeeper. That him Himdall's job was, but he's also like the executioner for Hela. Yeah, yeah. Um, even uh, Doctor Strange is in this movie. Uh, the director Taika Waititi actually does the voice of Korg in the movie, the the rock guy. Yeah, I remember reading some about that, and that's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I we get Thor finally gets to, to understand his abilities a little bit more. Right, and that he doesn't really need the hammer in order to, you know, acquire the bolts of lightning that come from him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's the hammer doesn't give him his abilities. You know, he already has his abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, the hammer just kind of helps him execute his abilities, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, this there's so much comedic timing in this uh, movie. Yeah, I don't think that we could touch on each one it's no we could have to experience yourself yeah you definitely have to you experience know, yourself for sure i mean uh i heard that um the the line from i know him from work was like thrown in there uh that was probably one of the most beloved lines of that the, entire the fear movie. in loki's eyes when he sees that the the <laughs> the reigning champion is hulk, is hulk. uh yes yeah, because all you can remember is getting thrown around like a freaking rag doll last time he met up with him <laughs> so you know, and just yeah. uh, this this uh, it's also a re- realization in this movie that you know um, the only way to defeat his sister is for Ragnarok to occur to occur it had to it, Ragnarok had to happen in order for Hela to no longer exist mm-hmm. right and, and the whole time Thor's thinking that he's got to prevent Ragnarok but no his whole his whole purpose was to you know, cause Ragnarok. Yeah, and so Asgard has to fall in the process of that happening. Mm-hmm. 
we also see uh, yes more of the Hulk but we also see Bruce Banner in this movie yeah he ends up he doesn't even really have a clear understanding where he's at no man because got there well because when he left in the Quinjet he was Hulk mm-hmm. right and when he landed in Sakar yeah in Sakar he was the Hulk right so he never for what how long did he say he was there for two years something like that yeah he was the hulk you know so banner was just like he he made the comment that he felt like he was just some guy that was tied up in the trunk you know along for the ride he wasn't really like in the driver's seat at all yeah um so up to this point the only time we've ever seen thor and the hulk fight each other was in the avengers movie and we got a taste of that and we're gonna we get to see them fight off against each other again and it seems like thor is the winner it does seem that way until a little bit grandmaster That's ends about electrocuting him and bringing him to his knees right it does give the appearance that thor could take out um the hulk mm-hmm. you know if he if if he wanted to right in a fair fight but like you said it wasn't a fair fight so hulk got the better of him um and then I love the the scene after where they're in the kind of they're in the they're in the room and Hulk's in the bathroom and he's like you know uh, like Hulk beat Banner. <laughs> it's like oh I won. Well, what are you talking about? They have this little banter back and forth, and then it goes into this like Hulk fire, <laughs> no, Thor no Hulk like smoldering fire. <laughs> Thor's like little fire <laughs> yeah just like this you know battle of the strengths <laughs> yeah i love it the back and forth with one each of other. my other uh favorite parts of this movie is um when thor wants to recruit i think valkyrie and he goes oh no i'm putting together a new team it's called the revengers <laughs> <laughs> the revengers instead of the avengers yeah uh yeah dude i love this movie man I think it's hilarious. I, I, One of the uh, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even lie, bro. I've watched this movie. One, one of the other of things times. that we finally could see in this movie is, um, you know, there's this spite from Loki throughout the the whole MCU, mm-hmm. and um, Thor ends up accepting Loki. Like, hey, if that's who you are, that's who you are. You, mm-hmm. You're you're this mischievous guy. You know, you do your thing. If Loki, you, like, if you go back and watch it, you're going to see them in the elevator. He kind of gives them this look like, wow, my brother's finally accepting me for who I am. Who I am. Okay? Yeah. And it's not until the end of the movie that you see Loki kind of, like, step up to the plate and fight alongside his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just needed that acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't necessarily anybody trying to change him, but just accept him for who he is. Mm-hmm. And then once you're able to do that... Once you're able, it just goes with life, bro. Once you're able to accept somebody for who they are, it kind of makes being around them a little bit easier than you trying to change them when they don't want to be changed, you know? So I I, I saw that. I love that scene where he says, you know, let's play get help. <laughs> <laughs> and he uses Loki as a weapon. <laughs> I've seen so many memes about that. Oh, that's hilarious. Get help. And then... Um, we see like a, a, another moment where Bruce Banner is going to 
attempt the same thing that he did in Incredible Hulk, where mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk, he jumps out of a hel- uh, helicopter mm-hmm. to the ground in order to like activate Hulk. Mm-hmm. And this, <laughs> and th- this one, he jumps out of Valkyrie's ship <laughs> and he just hits the ground and tumbles. And because Hulk's <laughs> like, nah, man, this this ain't how we're gonna roll today, bro. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hulk up just because you tell me to freaking hulk up, bro. You just see this bloody mess this is, rolling. Wow. <laughs> he plays plants. And then that, that stupid wolf comes up and sniffs him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, just uh, it's all of that comedic timing stuff. Yeah, and, definitely. And the little jabs and back and forth, right? Uh it I mean Jeff Goldblum in this movie added to it as well and uh. Yeah. I mean, it's an all-star cast. It is, not, man. Not too all-star to to oversaturate it. It had mm-hmm. the right amount of comedy, right amount of action, right, right amount of drama. Um, you know, Thor ends up losing his eye in this one. He does. Uh, yeah. And that ultimately kind of gets him to that moment where he ends up wielding lightning and stuff in yeah, order exactly. to kind of uh, cause Ragnarok to take place yeah exactly exactly um then we we do have a moment where we see um a little bit more of loki's you know always scheming always plotting always planning in his head where he walks past the tesseract you know and you don't you don't see him take it right but he actually takes the tesseract at that moment in time, when he's getting the um, the ha- the fire helmet to resurrect Ragnarok, right in um, Odin's um, trophy chamber, right, and uh, this whole time that that you'll you'll notice that that scene plays key into the uh, Infinity Wars when it starts to happen, right, because at that time Thor didn't think. Anybody, he, he, in his mind, the infinite, the, the Tesseract was destroyed on with Ragnarok, right? Mm-hmm. But Loki took it. And if Loki wouldn't have took that Infinity Stone at that moment in time, then the Infinity Stone would have been destroyed on Ragnarok. Yeah, but it also begs to ask, can an Infinity Stone just be destroyed that easy just from being in a destruction like that? I'm, maybe not. Maybe so, maybe not. You know, I mean, it, if Wanda can destroy Infinity Stone, right? Then who's to say that that couldn't have happened? Who's to say it could happen? But I'm just saying that there was, if if Loki wouldn't have done what he would have done, then that stone wouldn't have been, would have, could have been lost, you know? Well, they at the, there's an Easter egg in Ragnarok where you see Thanos' ship start to kind of. This is that's the moment when he boards their ship and, and destroys it. Infinity War. Exactly. So yeah, you're right. If he had left the stone behind, who knows? Um, the beginning of Infinity War would have been totally different. Played out a little bit differently. Exactly. Exactly. So. But that's all I got to add on. on yeah, this man. One. Yeah, me too. I, I like again. Like I said, I know we've been in green. Like this is probably one, our top five, of these Infinity um, MCU movies for sure. Mm-hmm. And so. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you, yeah, and we, um, we hope that you will uh, continue to tune into us. Yeah, and we're going to be able to wrap this up and uh, and close out this segment of the the 
chronological MCU timeline in our next episode. Yeah, so yeah, definitely check us out for our last one where we'll touch on the uh, the Infinity War movies, uh, Infinity War, Endgame, and then wrap it up with uh, Spider-Man. Far from home. Yeah, far from home. So, all right, thank you so much again, and we appreciate you, and, and continue to listen on. Yeah, and make sure that you stay safe. And peace out. Thank you.